two weeks away, give or take a day, from Christmas. From Christmas. And if you, you, you didn't somehow have an awareness of that, then you're just not looking too well. It's everywhere, uh, all of the time, reminders. There's lights, there's decorations, there's music, there's all kinds of things that say it is Christmas time. I don't think we can go down the road too terribly far, spend any time anywhere, and not have that awareness, even in our own homes. So you watch TV, the commercials come on, you see them, you get on the Internet, there's posts and there's all of these uh, annoying ads, but they're Christmas ads too, seems more so. And then the decorations you have in your own home. Do you have any decorations? Anybody have decorations up for Christmas? Most of you, yeah. Well, I have to tell you that this year, um, my wife displayed extraordinary restraint. She waited until the day after Thanksgiving to put up all the Christmas decorations. I tease her, but um, she loves Christmas, and she loves Christmas for all the right reasons, because it's time to celebrate the birth of a Savior. And it is good, and it is great. And it's wonderful that we celebrate Christmas for an entire month, isn't it? Don't you think so? Yeah. Isn't His grace worth it? You know, all the time that we spend, and I think of what we just did, celebrating God's faithfulness. You know, God is faithful every minute of every day, always, constantly, not just for one month. So it's great to celebrate for a month and then, of course, each and every day who it is that God is. And I hope that that's true for you. There are all of the things that we celebrate, all the things that we think about, all of the things that we bring to the fore during this Christmas season are always in your heart, always present, always a part of who it is that you are. Why? Because they are forever gifts. And they're given to you by a forever God. Now here's what's also true. Satan's hard at work. He wants to crush your hope, destroy your peace, rob you of your joy, make you feel unwanted and unloved. He's always on the clock. Again, anybody um, here, another question for you. Anybody here know Jesus? Got him in your heart? Raise your hand. You're a target. You're his target. That's what he wants to do in your heart and in your life, especially at this time of the year. I know what you're thinking. Oh, good news. Where to celebrate Christmas? Tell me I'm a target of Satan. Just telling the truth, and that is the good news. It's good news that you're a target of Satan. You know why? Because it means you know Jesus. And you know his grace. And you know his love. And he's in you and he lives in you. There is nothing greater. Nothing greater that you can experience in this moment or at any time that you know Jesus Christ. You have been given the gift and all of the forever gifts that are his. And you know 
the result, you know, the end, victorious. And all that is his is yours. All that's promised at Christmas time is yours to celebrate now and forevermore. It's ours to celebrate and ours to take and open up our hearts to. I hope that that's true. Could you use a little more hope, a little more peace, a little more joy, a little more love? Then open up your heart and hear the truth and encouragement that he gives to us and the words that he brings this morning. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9. Hear this promise from the great Lord our God. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petitions present your request to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen from me, put into practice. And the peace of God will be with you. And seize the word of God. Might it be written in our hearts and lived in our lives. Hmm. What was it that the angel of the Lord said to the shepherds in Luke 2.10? You know the story. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For today, born in the city of David is a Savior. His name is Christ the Lord. Good news, great joy for all people. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's tremendous. It's awesome. Creates deep and powerful joy. Deep and powerful joy, if you know Jesus, and you know that he's a forever God, will never leave you or forsake you, and you know the gift that he is, that you can and will rejoice forever, always. Is that possible? Think about that. The first words that we read, remember them? Verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. What do you think? to always have joy in your heart, to always be rejoicing. Well, I I hope that that would be true for you. Again, don't mistake sadness for joy, happiness for joy. Those are things, and I I tried to figure out a way to illustrate that as, as best I can, just to know that in life experiences that we can be happy one moment and sad the next. It's so quick, those are emotions that just come and go with the ebb and tide of life, so to speak. It's incredible how quickly those moments can change, but not 
joy. Joy is deeper in the core in our hearts, at the center of our existence. If we know Jesus Christ, when we speak about joy, we speak about the joy of Jesus, the joy that is real and true, powerful forever. And it's all grounded in the very presence of Jesus Christ. You see the connection. That's how we can rejoice and rejoice always. Let your gentleness be evident to all who it is that you are, born out of that spirit of joy because you know Jesus Christ, the Lord is near. He couldn't be any closer, could he? That's the promise that he gives. That's why it's so critical, so important to know who Jesus Christ is and to receive his grace when it comes to, and speaking of, joy. It's there in the heart given as a part of who it is that he is to you and to me. Is it tough? Is it tough to not succumb to all of the attacks of Satan, all of the things that he wants to bring? He can hurl everything at us in life, can't he? Anything and everything to to get us to, to not focus on who it is that we truly are and what is ours in the gift of Jesus. To make us sad, to make us discontent, to fill us with turmoil and unrest. That's his goal. To strip and take away any kind of good things that you might experience in Jesus Christ. And you know, sometimes we're not real good at at warding him off. And I think about the lives that we live. See, you see, the Lord is near. And I think about what that means in the time and the presence that we spend with him. And all of the things that we fill our lives with, and believe for a long time that, that the way that we live our life, our, our lives are, are one of our, our greatest detriments. We're so incredibly busy, we don't have time to get into the presence of God. And we have all different kinds of pursuits that we follow and that we run and that we chase after that, that aren't of God, so to speak. And so it's no wonder that Satan doesn't have to work too hard sometimes to have us become unglued or to let turmoil fill our days and we forget about what is real and true. Because even though God is there always, we're not paying too much attention We're focusing on all these other things, doing all these other things, rather than spending time with God and and being in his presence, pursuing and chasing after the things of God. The Lord is near. He's there. It's, it's, It's possible. So even if you're having thoughts or wondering about, is it, is it possible to have joy always? Is it possible to always be filled with hope and to have peace? Yes. That's his goal. That's his desire. That's what he wants to fill you with. But we need to be there. That's why he delights in you being here this morning. In the times that you spend with him, wherever that is, whatever that means. That's the key. And he connects that when he says and gives us that challenge and and that encouragement Rejoice always. I'll say it again. He's emphasizing it. Rejoice. And then you go down to verses 6 and 7. There's the tie-in. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What does that take? It takes you being in conversation. It takes you opening up your heart to the presence of God. When it is that Satan comes and comes knocks and says, hey, I want to screw your life up. I want to make you miserable. I'm here. Let's talk. I want to reveal to you who it is that I am. I want to fill you with my peace and my hope and my joy. I don't want you to listen to that voice. He doesn't have any authority over you. He can't claim a victory over you and your heart. I've already done that. He wants to see what is and what is true, so come and, and lay him at the feet. The petitions, the request. And verse 7, I love this verse. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I truly hope that you have had that experience. You know, that you've went through, not, haven't hoped that you've went through bad times. That's not all. I know it's going to be real, right? You live life. You're alive. But you you can relate to exactly what is written there. Now, how incredible is it? Have you had that experience in that moment where life is just coming at you all over the place? And you are struggling. Your hope's dimming a little. There's chaos, not a whole lot of peace. And you're digging and grasping for things that bring joy. And then you turn to God. You know, it's an amazing thing that when you start to pray, when you start to, to enter into the holiness of God, and those things start to melt and they start to fade away. See, because they can't be there. When you are in the presence of God fully, completely, there is no room for Satan. There is no room for all of the things that he seeks to wreak havoc in your life. They go, they flee in the presence of the bright light of Jesus Christ. it's incredible. And then that truth about that peace that passes all understanding, coming in like a flood. Have you been there? You're praying and all of these things, and you're laying them at the feet, and you can literally see them get, get taken away, washed away by the blood of Jesus and his presence and his peace. And you can just sense it. You can feel it. Overwhelmingly so. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's the gift of God. That's the forever Jesus at work. And that's what he wants you and I to experience. See, it brings peace and joy and fills us and leaves no room for anything else. Anxiety, unrest, turmoil, despair, all washed away. 
What a gift. What a beautiful thing. Always and forever. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, as you celebrate Christmas and you celebrate Jesus and you think about in the midst of all of the things that it means, that you know the gift, that you spend time with the gift and you let the gift fill you to overflowing. Being a joyful presence begins by being in Jesus. That's the connection all the way through. Tells us to to rejoice, but how? Because how, how just simply by coming into his presence and being filled with him, letting the Lord be, again, a part of our everyday existence. And then living it out. Knowing and then living. It's the last two verses, eight, nine, whatever's pure, whatever is admirable. Anything excellent or praiseworthy. Whatever you've learned, heard, or received. What does he say? Put it into practice. What does that mean? Personalize it. What does it mean to be in Jesus Christ? And to be somebody who exudes the gifts that he brings, the gifts that we're celebrating, the candles that we lit. What does it mean to to experience and be the peace of Jesus? Does it mean to cause division and unrest? To yell and to scream and to shout? What does it mean to be the hope of Jesus Christ? What does it mean? What does it look like? to be the joy of Jesus. As something that, that as, we, as we live our lives, boy, there, there's always a place for it. You can think about it in your own family. You can think about it as you gather as families in Christmas time with extended people and some of the, the things that are there that are hurtful, that are hard. And, and what is it that God is calling you to be? You know, our lives in Jesus Christ are always on a collision course with culture and with the world and what it is that Satan wants us to do and to be. What it is that he wants the world to see in us, and it's not Jesus. So God says, hey, here I am, turn to me, be filled. There's a difference. Be filled. What does that look like? Overflowing, sprinkling, splashing, all of those things. Hope, joy, peace, and love on others. And who create um, confusion. You see that? Peace that transcends all understanding when you be. See, Satan wants you to present an image of Jesus that isn't anything like him. Unfortunately, it works out sometimes. But that's not his message. That's not his hope. That's not the reason he's inside of you. So it would be radically different, so much so, that people are just stunned by it. How you respond to the bitterness and hatred, how it is that you act in the face of pain and hurt, who it is that you are. And that's what changes the world. 
That's why he says, this is what I want you to do. This is the challenge. You see those candles and what they represent? That's who I want you to be. And there's only one way you're going to get there. Is if you fill yourself with me. If you be who you already are. The promises that he's given. It's incredible to think about. A gift brought long ago on a quiet night. A gift that could enter your heart and mine and change us forever. And fill us with what? An irrepressible, an irrepressible joy. Do you know the joy of Jesus? I surely hope so. Because then you can rejoice always. Let the joy of Jesus be yours and fill you to overflowing. Not just this Christmas season, but each and every day. Will you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you so much for your truth. For all that you are and forever will be. Lord, as we pray, we pray with deep praise and with deep gratitude for all of the gifts that are ours, so much more than things under a tree, things that we can touch and feel. The gifts of you. Lord, we thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your hope, peace, joy, and love. Lord, we ask in this moment, and I trust and hope each and every day for you to fill us to overflowing with all that you are so that we would be a beacon, a beacon of hope, of peace, of joy, and of love. That's what people would see in us. And that's what they would experience. All this we ask in your holy and precious name. Amen.